you're listening to On Assignment by God, the daily blog and podcast. What did the Lord God say to me this morning? So be careful. God's message to us is alive and powerful. It is like a sword that has two sharp edges. Even more than a sword, God's message goes very deep into us. It cuts between our soul and our spirit. It is like a sharp knife that can cut deep into our body between our bones. God's message shows what we are really thinking. It shows what we really want. There is nothing in the whole world that can hide from God. He sees everything clearly and he knows everything. We will have to explain to him everything that we have done during our lives. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Fun Strong, new last name. Welcome to another episode of On Assignment by God, the daily blog and daily podcast. And after that scripture, I could just really end the podcast right there. I mean, that word, that, that word, <laughs> that wood, that word, that sword just sliced me right on up this morning as it stood out during the scriptural Bible reading of Hebrews 4. Oh my goodness, did y'all hear that? That was Hebrews 4 verses 12 and 13. And it was from the easy translation. Sometimes those translations, (laughs) it depends on what translation you read, how much it slices you up. You know what I'm saying? The word is like a two-edged sword. It's like a sword that has two sharp edges. And I'm telling you, when I read that this morning, I was like, whoa, that sliced me right on up. Okay. But there were a few other things that got sliced and diced as well. And you know what? I'm, you know what? That just made me think about that. It used to be a game I played on a... Uh, when I first got my iPad, this was years ago, Fruit Ninja. You remember that? Does anybody remember Fruit Ninja, the game? I'm going to have to look that up and see if it still exists. But this was like back in the, in the, in whenever iPads first came out, because I know I got that second iPad and we are well beyond the second iPad. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it made me think about that Fruit Ninja game where you slicing fruit, slicing and dicing. Well, that's how the word of God is. And Hebrews 4.12 said, look, you need to be careful because God's message to us is alive and powerful. His message goes very deep into us. It cuts between our soul and our spirit. It's like a sharp knife that can cut deep into our body between our bones. God's message show what you're thinking. Uh-huh. And see, a lot of times we don't want to open that word up because it reads us. You know what I'm saying? You be like, I'm about to read my word. That word going to read you, boo-boo. It is. <laughs> that word going to read you. And that's exactly what happened to me this morning. So let me tell y'all 
what I learned during my prayer time with Holy Spirit and reading the word and the word reading me this morning. Unbelief for the believer is refusal to act like God is telling the truth. Did that just cut you like it cut me? Unbelief for the believer is refusal to act like God is telling the truth. Just let that sit right there, y'all. I don't even have any additional commentary on that. Unbelief for the believer is refusal to act like God is telling the truth. Do you have any unbelief going on? Are you refusing to act like God is telling the truth? Okay, don't miss your inheritance because of disobedience. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. You know, when things are said more than once, it's like, pay attention. Don't miss your inheritance because of disobedience. Did y'all know that God didn't take a nap on the seventh day when he rested? You know, remember that? And he He, he created all the stuff and us on the sixth day. And then on the seventh day, it says it was a day of rest. It was a Sabbath day. But God didn't take a nap. I didn't. You know, not that he needs a nap or whatever, but I was like, huh, God didn't take a nap on the seventh day when he rested. What did he do? He actually enjoyed his work and saw that it was very good. Like he took a moment to look at what he had done over the last six days. Do you do that? Do you take a look at what you have created Over the course of time, whether it's been a week or a month or a year, have you paused? Have you taken a break to see what you have actually done, to see the the good things, the very good things that you have done? Have you taken a, a rest to see that? But check this out. God's rest is the place of promised blessings. And we as believers are called to enter the rest guess what that is? Enter our inheritance. We are called as believers to enter the rest, which is our inheritance that God has prepared for us. Think about that for a moment. When you take a moment and look at all the things that God has allowed you to create, the work that you have been able to do, and you take a moment to look at that and you're able to enter a place of promised blessings. Like you've put in that work and you look back at it and say, that's good. That's some very good kingdom work that I did right there. And when you do that, you receive the promised blessings that God has prepared for you. Man, that's exciting. That is exciting. Like we should not just be going, 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 going and not pause to look at the work that God has allowed us to do and whatever God allows us to do and that we do with his permission and do with his strength. We know that He's going to be very good. To harden your heart. Check this out. We talked about this hardening of the heart yesterday. To harden your heart means to tell God no. Y'all, did you know that when you tell God no, that means you are hardening your heart. When you tell God no, when 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 God tell you, hey, I need you to do this and you don't do it. That's telling him no in a sense, right? You didn't just say no with your mouth, but you didn't do it. You were disobedient. God tell you to stop doing that and you still doing it. 
That's telling God, no, you are hardening your heart. But the good news is in order to soften your heart, and we talked about this yesterday, but I got another one for you. In order to soften your heart, you need to expose yourself to godly people and godly principles that will help chip away at whatever is keeping the truth from getting through. Okay, so when you think about chipping away at something, it was like when I read this, I'm like, okay, all right, chipping away. You got to expose yourself to godly people and godly principles, and that will help chip away at whatever is keeping the truth from getting into your heart, right? That would imply a process. That would imply that there is a process. When you think about chipping away at something, it means that it's happening over time. The softening of your heart is happening over time. And that was a revelation to me because a lot of times I want to see instant you know, I want to see, I want things to happen instantly. I want to, I want to be like, well, I pray for that. And, and I want to see it happen instantly. But if you're praying for someone with a hardened heart, you need to recognize that it is a process that will happen over time. And you are not to get weary in the well doing. You are to keep at it. Don't give up while chipping. Don't give up while chipping. You might be like, you know, this person, they just, they've been telling God no for a while. They are, their heart is hardened. They're stubborn. They're rebellious. They're disobedient. And you love this person and you want to see them, you know, enter into the promised land. You want to see them bless. You want to see them receive all that God has for them. And you like, man, this is tough, but guess what? Guess what? You're not to chip away by yourself, right? It says to soften the heart of a person, they need to expose themselves to godly people, right? Godly people and godly principles. So if you're one of the godly people that they're exposing themselves to, then you don't need to uh, get tired at the chipping away process. You don't need to get tired at encouraging them. You don't need to get tired in sharing God's word with them. Don't give up while chipping. Okay. Keep at it. Another thing that I learned while reading Hebrews four is that God sees all and we must give an account to our actions. Now I knew this already, but it was a great reminder this morning that God does see all and you going to have to give an account for your actions. And y'all remember when I read the easy translation at the top of the podcast, this is how the easy translation puts it. There is nothing in the whole world that can hide from God. He sees everything clearly and he knows everything. We will have to explain to him everything that we have done during our lives. So if you know this, because now you've heard me say it and that makes you now know it. If you know this, if you know you can't hide nothing from God, that makes you kind of pause before you just keep doing the same things that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Okay. If you got to explain to God what you're doing, you know, that might make you pause before you do it. I hope it does. I pray it does. <laughs> that you know now you're going to have to explain everything to him. Okay, don't think that you're getting away with it either. He's giving you an opportunity to repent. That's what this extra time is that you have. He's giving you an opportunity 
to repent because you're going to have to explain to him why you were doing the thing, okay? Why you was doing it? Why you kept doing it after you knew good and well you weren't supposed to? <laughs> but here's the good news. Here's the good news. Because Jesus has a divine nature and a human nature, he sympathizes with us in our weakness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus, and and Jesus went through everything that we are going through, temptation, uh, trials, hardships, all of that. Jesus, he went through all of that, right? He became man and he went through all that. He has a divine nature because he is God. And then he has a human nature because he came and, 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 and he, he is the word made flesh, right? Human nature. So he can sympathize with us in our weakness. It's like that, that is so comforting to me to know God can sympathize with me because he been through the same stuff that I'm going through. And here's the deal though. He resisted sin completely. Like he was without sin. So that means he can help us. Yes. Yes. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? That's hallelujah. Shouting praise right there. Y'all <laughs> because he resisted sin completely. He can help us. Right. So he understands and sympathizes with us because of sin and our, you know, with the weaknesses that we endure. But he resisted sin. Right. Completely. We didn't. You know me, you, us. We didn't do it. We are imperfect. Like we we all have sinned. That's what the Bible says. All have sinned and fallen short. But thank God for Jesus Thank God for Jesus and the blood that was shed on the cross for us. He can help us. He has helped us. And we just have to receive that help. Hallelujah. He is the perfect high priest, right? He is the perfect high priest. Check this out, y'all. Prayer is the believer's passport into the spiritual realm. Prayer is the believer's passport into the spiritual realm. Now, y'all might be like, how you get all this? It, it's, it's in my Bible right here. <laughs> it's in my Bible. But I love that, y'all, because I recently went and applied for my passport. And so when I was reading this, I was like, oh, Lord, look at that. Prayer is the believer's passport into the spiritual realm, right? So I've been had my uh, passport. Okay, I've been had my spiritual passport. Now I was trying to get my natural passport. <laughs> but prayer is the believer's passport into the spiritual realm. So, y'all, we got to we got to remember that we are spiritual beings. We are not just human beings. We are spiritual beings. And prayer was designed to bring heaven to earth. When you say in your prayers, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we giving God permission to bring heaven to earth. Right. And so we need to be able to see things in the spiritual realm, you know, because it always happens in the spiritual realm before it happens in the natural. Before you actually see it with your eyes, you got to see it in the spirit. Right. And so there are some things that, you know, when we pray, when we praying in the spirit, you know, we praying things that we don't know about that are in the spiritual realm. That's good. Right. Because if we praying about it in the, in the spirit, that means we doing something about it. Prayer changes everything. We doing something about it before it gets to the natural. Your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. We are bringing heaven to earth when we pray, y'all. So that's why it's so important for us to pray, okay? Don't y'all be not praying now, okay? Don't y'all listen to this podcast and then not be praying every day. We praying every single day, okay? Temptation. Now, have you ever been tempted? I know I have. Temptation is an invitation. Temptation is an invitation. It is an invitation. And a lot of a lot of y'all probably think I'm about to say is an invitation to sin. No. Temptation is an invitation to draw near to the king's throne. Right? Yes. Temptation is an invitation to draw near to the king's throne. Oh, man, that's so good. That's such a great way to reframe what temptation is because we like, oh, you know, I got tempted. I got tempted. Guess what? You got invited to draw near to the king's throne. Yep, that's what happened. You got invited to draw near to the king's throne. You thinking, oh, my goodness, I got tempted. What is I going to do? You got to invite, you got an invitation. You got a personal invitation. When you got tempted, you got a personal invitation to draw near to the king's throne. So don't let the devil make you think like, oh my God, I'm being tempted all over the place. Guess what? It's an invitation for you to draw near to God, draw near to the king's throne. So that, let me tell you why you want to draw near to the king's throne. So that we may receive mercy and find grace. Do you know what mercy and grace is? I'm going to tell you. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Ooh, man, I'm telling I'm so, ooh, y'all, I'm about to, whew, mercy is not getting what you deserve. Y'all know we done done some stuff and we deserve all kind of consequences and punishment and all of that kind of stuff. But thank you, God, for your mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Hallelujah. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is is getting what you don't even deserve. You don't even deserve it. Like you, we've all done some stuff where we don't even deserve grace, but we get it. God gives us His grace. Hallelujah! Y'all remember that old song? Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment. Because of you, I want to thank you and praise you too. Your grace and mercy brought me through. Oh man, that just puts me in memory of my uncle Wallace Franks, who passed away last year. Um, but he was the singer in our family and he used to always sing that song at church and so uh yeah yeah that song right there grace and mercy grace and mercy has brought us through grace is getting what you don't even deserve you don't even deserve it but you get it you get the grace but you don't deserve it and mercy is not getting what you deserve thank god for his mercy thank god for his grace Hebrews 4.16 says it like this. So we should come near to God and we should not be afraid. God is our king. We can ask him to help us when we need help. We know that he will forgive us and he will be kind to us 
in whatever way we need. I'll leave you with this. Tony Evans Hope Words. Speak God's word into your circumstances rather than speaking your circumstances into God's word. Well, that's a wrap up for today's episode. I thank y'all so much for listening. Oh, I know I sound kind of melancholy and I don't know. I feel real good this morning and feel at peace about a lot of things, you know, just knowing and trusting God is it's a great place to be. And I thank God for his peace. I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. So that's actually going to be one of your assignments today. First of all, what did Holy Spirit say to you in your conversation with him this morning? And then number two, I just want you to thank God for his grace and his mercy towards you and everyone attached to you. That's all I have for you guys today. Feel free to text me at 601-299-4398. I'll talk to you tomorrow.